save 10%. some people come into this studio and turn off power buttons why does that happen who's it's sabotaging us the test is that what it is well and you I passed, it. passed it i didn't pass it <laughs> hey it's your morning ritual me garrett lewis knstam 790 tucson's most stimulating talk only if you knew what actually happened three things that i think you need to know number one uh jeff sessions under pressure apparently i guess he's going to testify before congress today which is so exciting, and you know some some counsel or whatever. Anyway, uh, Fox News broke the story that he is directing prosecutors. You ready for this one? And people are getting all hyped up. Uh, he's directing prosecutors to evaluate certain issues involving Uranium One and Clinton, and he is leaving the door open to a special counsel. Why leaving the door open? Isn't it amazing that Trump gets investigated for this garbage, and Hillary actually does stuff, and there's still nothing. Come on. Your mic on? Of course. You jerk. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, second thing, we'll talk about that. Second thing that I think you need to know, does that do anything for you? Second thing that I think you need to know, Roy Moore denies knowing he, the fifth accuser. Uh, woman comes forward, says uh, he signed my yearbook. There's a lot of shadiness about that, though. And we'll get into this. He signed my high school yearbook when I was a waitress. And I, I, have, I have some issues with this because... It just looks too fake and fraudulent. And I'm not doubting a person that could be a victim, but it just looks strange. So we'll get to that. Third thing I think you need to know, Jeff Flake remaining relevant again. Guys, in all his glory, he comes out and says that he would actually rather vote for a Democrat over Roy Moore. That shouldn't be a surprise, though, right? I mean, he didn't want, he didn't support Donald Trump. So he'd rather vote for a Democrat. Now, again, why isn't Jeff Flake said, hey, Bob Menendez, you need to go. Or, I, you know, just, hey, I shouldn't be a senator because I actually am in favor for illegal aliens working on my family's farm. I mean, there's all kinds of things. But Jeff Flake said he'd rather vote for a Democrat uh, and he'd support a Democrat over Roy Moore. So you're cool with keeping the borders open and Obamacare alive. Thanks, Jeff. This is why nobody likes you. That's why you're not running again. Three things I think you need to know. Now, I want to play one soundbite from this uh, fifth accuser who was there with Gloria, All uh, Gloria Allred. And I'm thinking, okay, hang on. Uh, anybody that hires Gloria Allred as an attorney, a little shadiness there. I mean, she represented several of the uh, women that said, Trump did this to me and that to me like a month before the election. And where'd that go? Where are those women? Did she ever rep any of the ones that accused uh, Bill Clinton? Uh, I, I don't think so, no. No, of course not. She's a Democrat. Never do that. That'd be crazy talk, man. Watch your mouth. Sorry. Get you in trouble around here. Not from me, from them. Uh, anyway, 
I want you to hear Beverly Young Nelson. There's one. There's a whole bunch of things. The signature, all kinds of stuff. But there's one part that I was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. 135, she talks about Roy Moore. When she was a waitress, she claims Roy Moore went into this restaurant. He's like, I have never even heard of the restaurant. I mean, it's he said, she said. And based on he said, she said, even Ted Cruz is like, I withdraw my support. Adults shouldn't sign yearbooks. It's like the drive-by media. It's like, are, are you sure? So if I sign something and somebody says, or, or if I don't sign it, somebody says that you signed it, you're going to believe it and go with it. Anyway, I'm just, I want you to hear something very interesting. I'm going to ask you a question about it. Okay, listen to Beverly Young Nelson talk about the yearbook stuff. Here we go. I happened to bring my yearbook to work with me to the restaurant on December the 22nd, 1977. Pause it. Who gets a yearbook in December? Aren't yearbooks given out at the end of the school year? Generally in the spring, yeah. Right? Like after pictures are taken and everything. Or did she already graduate high school and this is like four months after graduation or something like that? Or five or six months after graduation? That's why I'm just trying to figure this out. When did she graduate high school? Because that, that, you know, either one, you just graduated six months before and then six months later you just bring your yearbook to work. Okay. Or how is it possible if you're still in if you're still in your senior year at that point, who gets their yearbook uh in December? Or before you're done, like usually in the springtime you do, right? I mean you take pictures in the fall as seniors and you get it at some point in the spring. I I don't exactly remember when I got mine. I don't even know where mine is. Probably my parents' house somewhere. Uh but um isn't that weird? That's what I took from it. So apparently that happened. Okay, and let's let's uh, continue. Here we go. I put it down. I put it down at the end of the counter. Mr. Moore happened to notice it, and he asked me if he could write in my yearbook, mm. and I felt flattered, and I said yes. He wrote in my yearbook. He wrote in my yearbook as follows to a sweeter, more beautiful girl. I could not say Merry Christmas. Christmas 1977. Love, Roy Moore, Old Hickory House. And it signed it Roy Moore D.A. Now, there's more. There was a, a story on the Gateway Pundit website where they point out something very interesting. Roy Moore at that time was not actually the DA. He was like second in command. He was like deputy district attorney, DDA. Hmm. So that's another thing. Okay. So he wasn't the the DA at that particular time. Uh, It says here in his bio and his campaign website, during his legal career, Judge Moore became the first full-time deputy district attorney, DDA, in Etowah County, Alabama, and served in this position from 1977 until 1982. So he wasn't the DA. Why would he sign it DA? Okay. Um, he actually never was the district attorney. Never. 
So he was the DDA from 77 until 82, and then in 1984, he undertook private practice of law in Gadsden, Alabama. That's what it says on his website. So I'm just sitting here thinking again, you know, what is happening, right? What, what is going on? This is just, it's all too convenient. And I'm not trying to doubt or put, uh, uh, or, or just put a, a possible victim down. I'm not putting her down, but there's just a lot of stuff. And then there's apparently a, um, on this Gateway Pundit story, um, they have some tweets from a guy named Thomas Wichter who took pictures of all the, uh, the yearbook and stuff like this. I'll put this on my Facebook page, right? Facebook.com slash uh, Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow. I'll put it up there during the break. And if you look at the actual picture, when it says he signed it, you know, uh, Christmas 1977. And then he signed his name, Roy Moore, and below that, 12-22-77. The sevens are completely different. The sevens are completely different. So you look at this and you go, okay. And then apparently he signed it. It says here, Old Hickory House, O-L-D-E. It's actually O-L-D. There was never something. Anyway, so that, did he spell it incorrectly, even though he went there apparently? And then he said he hasn't even heard of this. Matter of fact, let's play Roy Moore real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, 134, Roy Moore made one statement to the media. uh, And this is what he said. Here we go. I want to address what's been brought out on television today by Gloria Allred and the client that she has about things I allegedly did. I want to make it perfectly clear. The people of Alabama know me. They know my character. They know what I've stood for in the political world for over 40 years. And I can tell you without hesitation, this is absolutely false. I never did what she said I did. I don't even know the woman. I don't know anything about her. I don't even know where the restaurant is or was. And if you look at this situation, you'll see that because I'm 11 points ahead, 10 or 11 points ahead, this race being just 28 days off, that this is a political maneuver. It has nothing to do with reality. It's all about politics. So did this happen in 1977 or 1978? I'm trying to remember. I, I don't. When did this girl, Beverly Young, how old is she? It says 77 in the in the yearbook, yeah. right? So was she a senior then? It's two days before or three days before Christmas. You know, I got that, but I'm just trying to figure out was she in high school then? Because I'm trying to figure out if she actually, um, if she actually had her yearbook six months before that, a year before that. Like how how old is I'm trying to she's 56 years old now so that means she was born in 1961, right? 1961. So did she claim this happened in 1977 or 1978? She said she worked when she was 15 to 16 years old and she'd work a lot from 7 to 10 p.m. He'd come in almost every day, nearly every day, sitting in the same seat, oftentimes staying until the restaurant closed. That's what she said. So she was 15 or 16. The yearbook in December of that year was the yearbook from the year before? What, like, what's going on? There's just way too much. And again, I'm not trying to, to downplay uh, somebody that could be a victim. She, oh, she says that it took place in December 77. So she was 16. So I guess she got a yearbook every single year. It happens. Was it the yearbook from the year before? I who knows? Who knows? Um, and again, I'm not doubting this, but I also look at the Democrats who literally lied about Americans dying in Benghazi. 
for political purposes to stay alive, right? That's what they did, just they literally stay. They, they lied about people dying just so they could stay alive. Now, you look at all these people in Hollywood coming out saying, this person did this to me, this person did that to me, uh, all this stuff. Don't tell me you don't think that somebody in the Democratic Party would say, man, it's working in Hollywood. Look, everybody's coming out and they're just they're spilling their beans. They're doing what they do. And uh, it'll work. No one's going to doubt it anymore. Let's just go with it. They didn't. They, they doubted it. And, you know, when Trump was running uh, now, it'll work because everybody's believe everybody in Hollywood. It's just my take. 880-KNST, 880-5678. You can also hit pound 250 and say Garrett Lewis. When the little prompt comes up to get right in, if you want to hit your butt, hit your phone less times. So I'll get your reaction coming up in five. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. 629, thank you for hanging out. Uh, The week is just flying by. Already Tuesday. Uh, Oh, by the way, this Thursday, I'll be at Mr. Ons for the Beer Club for Men. It's the monthly meeting of the Beer Club for Men. Mr. Ons, this Tuesday, 5 to 7. I hope you can uh, stop on by uh, because we have a lot to talk about, a lot to do. I love love talking to people, going around. Just all kinds of different people. You want to talk about diversity. You go to a beer club event, you don't think so? You shaking your head, jerk store? No, it's not diverse whatsoever. Bunch of guys love beer. So we're diverse. That's about that. true, <laughs> but there are women. There are even this beer club for men. They crash the party. And Oracle and Rudisil at Mr. Ons will be there from five to seven this Thursday. Or at least I'll be there. Fifty-seven out now. Eighty-eight for a high today. Eight eight zero KNST. Eight eight zero five six seven eight. Also pound two fifty. As for Garrett Lewis, and the prompt comes up. Mike, welcome to KNST. Hello, Garrett. Good morning. Hi. Hey. Uh, before I get to my point, I just want to say you guys are a great crew there. I love listening in the morning. The only thing I'd love to do is have you guys on at night instead of Glenn Beck. I'd rather listen to your reruns for three hours than him. <laughs> I'd be on night two. You know, you're not the only one. I wish, I, I can only say this. Unfortunately, I'm also the program director of the station, but I cannot do anything about it, but I feel your pain, and I totally understand. Okay. Uh, so let me get to my point. Um, I think this is a new litmus test. Every time the swamp or maybe the sewer um, doesn't like somebody, this is what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And more and more... Uh, I'm glad that I saw this yesterday. He's fighting back. You know, he's gonna. He said he's gonna sue the Post, and just like uh, you know, Trump had his accusers. You know, he went after them. That's the only way you're gonna beat these people is to go after them. Well, my my concern is is that um, it seems like uh, there's no real proof of anything, and they just drag up uh, these women who basically have these claims. And some of these claims are so hilarious. I mean, it's like he wrote in my yearbook. I mean, what, what is that? I mean, it, to me, it just seems... And then she started crying. It sounded like, she, you know, from the, the radio, she was crying about him writing in her yearbook and saying, you know, the, the, I wish you the best or whatever he said in there. Merry he, Christmas. Merry I mean, he Christmas. wrote something nice. Oh, you're I mean, right. This is, this is the new litmus test. If we say something nice to somebody, now we're going to be persecuted? And that's why it aggravates me. Ted Cruz said, I'm withdrawing my support because it's not normal for a grown man to write and do a, uh, a teenager's yearbook. And I'm like, and just think of this real quick. We had a lot of debate watching parties and stuff, right? Yeah. And we gave some stuff away. Uh, there actually were teenagers at our debate watching parties. There were older people, middle-aged people, younger people, teenagers. So, God forbid... All of a sudden, 20 years from now, some girl's like, Garrett Lewis touched my boob. 
Yeah. And 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 it, well, I, the proof is, look, I was at the debate watching party. That's where it happened. Of course, different. That's where he even signed a shirt for me. It's right. not normal for for a grown man to sign a shirt for a child. What? That's, yeah, exactly. And you know, the, the the only way we fight this is is to attack them right back at them, um, because uh, this, if they figure that this is a way to win, they're going to do this all the time. And it's not just the, it's not the DNC. It's the swamp. It's as mm-hmm. much as. Democrats is Republicans going after him. And you know what? I'm really disappointed in Ted Cruz. I actually wanted him for president, um, but I did vote for Trump. And now that I see this, maybe he's just part of the whole sewer. You know, and he's the one that Steve Bannon said he's the only one I won't go after. But, I mean, it's just, it's like they all just want to just save face instead of... Yeah, this exactly. is Again, look, look at Jeff Flake. When did Ted Cruz say, hey, maybe Jeff Flake should get out of the Senate because he actually brags about his family hiring illegal aliens? Yeah, what about uh, John McCain, who cheated on his wife when she had cancer? What about John McCain when he was Keaton Five? What about yeah. all these people? They're, they have so many skeletons in their closet if we want to pull this stuff. But what pisses me, or what upsets me... That's okay. That's okay. Sorry about that. No, what you could say it. ...is uh, that, you know, Judge Roy Moore, he hasn't done anything. You know, I don't see any proof of any of these allegations, yet they're willing to convict him in public opinion, and it really upsets me. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. That's why we uh, we won't give any money. That's why we don't want to call us as Republicans. Right. We're, we're, that's why we voted for Trump, because exactly. we're over all this stuff. Exactly. I know. Listen. Go Trump 2020. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, man. All right, bye. Thank you. Great call. We'll continue. I, got more. I, I want to get back when we get back. He's got a great point. Don has a great point. We'll start with him when we get back. And then there's something about uh, this accuser also. She claims... Uh, well, you might be surprised at who she actually claims she supported in the uh, list, the past presidential election. We'll get to that coming up in about uh, six right now. Here's the latest from Save 10%. Eggs, bacon, pancakes, coffee. It sounds like a great breakfast, but it's missing something. Stimulation. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. That sounds like a problem, Ryan. Hi, 641. Scary. My, uh, thank you. I will put that story up. I, 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 I'm I, doing a thousand things. I'll put that story up about the Roy Moore signature. There's analysis. They claim it to be a possible fake. And then what about the fact that somebody brought a yearbook in in December? I don't know. And Ryan, Ryan quickly brought up a good point. Would you be excited if a county prosecutor was... At your restaurant or whatever, especially if you're a kid. You're an adult. Who's the county prosecutor here? Do you have any idea? No clue. Barbara Lawal, but it's okay. Uh, I guarantee nobody under the age of 20 knows who she is. And if she sat down at a restaurant, they wouldn't care. So weird, but that's what the accuser says. He signed my yearbook and blah, blah. There's a lot of questions to it. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. Number one, Roy Moore denies knowing this uh, accuser. Uh, The fifth one... Uh, Gloria Allred's involved, which makes it even more shady. I mean, this is just the swamp coming down hard on this guy. That's what I think. They, they, both sides. They don't want this to happen. This is really crazy. Um, and then, of course, nobody really wants to come out and stick out their neck as a politician because they're all scared because they don't want to be attached. Just in case it is true, but it's it's just weird. Now we're just going to destroy people based on allegations that may or may not be proven. Uh, anyway, uh, she claims that uh, this this latest one, he, she was a, a waitress and. He grabbed her head and put it on a crotch and all this stuff. And he, uh, the proof is because he signed my yearbook when I worked in the restaurant. I, what does it even mean? So there's that. Uh, by the way, his, uh, Roy Moore's wife came forward and said that we are gathering proof. We think that we know that these women have uh, been paid to come forward. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that Jeff Flake, Jeff Flake came out, Arizona's Jeff Flake, the turncoat, and said that, he would vote for a Democrat over Roy Moore. Not a surprise there, huh? 
Third thing I think you need to know is that Jeff Sessions, finally, pressure got to him. What is wrong with this dude? Uh, He said uh, apparently he's directing senior federal prosecutors to evaluate certain issues requested by congressional Republicans involving the sale of Uranium One, alleged unlawful dealings related to the Clinton Foundation, leaving the door open for an appointment of another special counsel. And apparently this is a big deal. At least the chick Sarah Carter from Circa News thinks so. And by the way, um, Jeff Flake, everybody knew about this. It was in Clinton Cash. This was well known. Why didn't Jeff Flake freak the you-know-what out about the fact that a person that could be the most powerful person in the world, the leader of the free world, president of the United States, selling uranium to our enemy in Russia, and at the same time, her foundation making $145 million. Where was Jeff Flake's outrage at that? Or John McCain's? Bunch of clowns, man. I hate it all. Uh, let's go to Don. Don, welcome to KNST. Hello, Don. Don? Hey, uh, hi. Thanks, for ta- thanks for taking my call. Sure. If Ted... Oh, Don waited on some... Basically be the of Joe Capetti by her drown. Hang on, hang on a second, Don. You're, you're, cutting, you're cutting out on me. I want to give you a chance because you waited for like a half an hour. Go ahead. What, was, what were you saying now? Sorry. Where, where, where are you driving right now? Hell? Uh, no, I'm uh, I'm driving to Fort Huachuca, so oh. I'm at that spot right now wow. where... Oh, now you're coming uh, in. Cool. Awesome. I'm sorry, say again? Now you're coming in. So you're down at Fort Huachuca. Thank you. We're down to that area. Very cool, man. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so... Uh... Oh. He's going to have to hang on. All right, I'll, I'll relay Don's point. And Don, I'm so sorry, man. I thank you so much for listening as you drive all the way down to Fort Huachuca doing some incredible stuff down there. Uh, just don't read my texts, okay? Uh, Don said, he told Ryan, even if this guy did everything that's alleged, he'd still vote for him. Why? Well, Ted Kennedy got away with killing Mary Jo Kopechny, stayed in the Senate. That's true. Where was John McCain saying, hey, uh, Ted Kennedy literally got away with getting drunk, flirting with an under, well, she wasn't, well, she was, she wasn't underage. I don't, was she underage? Mary Jo Kopechny, was she 16? Anyway, uh, flirting with her. Uh, got drunk, drove with her, and then uh, drove off a bridge and then didn't try to help her swam his own butt to safety. Uh, didn't even report this till the next day. Didn't even rep- Did you know that? He even reported to the next day to authorities. And I don't believe that Jeff Flake, when he was in Congress, had a problem with Ted Kennedy. I don't think John McCain had a problem. You're right. All these guys, and like the last caller said, all these guys have so many damn skeletons in their closet, and now they're going to come out with this? This is what I'm... This is what I'm talking about. It's just so... And I don't want to doubt and accuse. I, listen, if a woman is sexually assaulted, anybody, a man, they need to be heard. I get it. But this just seems way too fishy, doesn't it? Way too fishy. 880-KNSC, 880-5678, pound 250 also. And ask for Garrett Lewis when the movie phone voice guy comes up, okay? Um, you want me to try? Okay, he kind of said it, but let's... Don, you with me? Yes, I'm back now. I'm awesome. in a much better cell position. Okay. Uh, there's one other thing that I wanted to add to what you had just said, uh, relayed what I'd said on the air, is that you know, you know, Roy Moore may be a total moral met- reprobate. I, 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 I accept the possibility of that. But we've got to get people in the Senate that are, are going to push forward President Trump's agenda. We need 50 votes in the Senate, at the very least, to get Obamacare reform through, to get tax care reform through. These are things that have to be done, and right now we don't have enough Republicans in the Senate to do that. Did pe- do people realize that our national birth rate 
has fallen below replacement level. In other words, we are not having enough kids to sustain our country, to sustain our culture. One of the main reasons people don't have kids is they feel they're not going to be able to pay for them in the future. Oh, yeah. We have got to change that. And obviously the folks we have in the Senate right now, there's not enough of them to get Obamacare reform through. We have got to make some changes. And I, I wish somebody else was running in Alabama besides Roar Moore, but President Trump needs more votes in the Senate. So hold your note and vote, nose and vote for Roy Moore. He's only going to be in the Senate for three years because he's finishing out Jeff Sessions' term. So stomach him for three years, then vote somebody else in there. But in the meantime, we got to get some stuff done. Yeah, you make a great point. Thank you very much, Sean. I appreciate it. And, of course, people will say, well, how can you do that? The guy tried to make out with underage girls and all this other stuff and... It, this is this is a, just a, a touchy situation. It's very bad. I, I don't want to get to the point in America, by the way. And I know this sucks. Whether it's here in Tucson or somewhere else, anywhere in the country, where you're found guilty based on an accusation, based on an allegation. You know, it's because okay, we we played this sh- the, the the video yesterday on the air. It's on my page at KNST.com. A local TV station down there couldn't find one person that believed the Washington Post story. Couldn't find one person, local ABC affiliate down there in Alabama, couldn't find one person that actually believed the Washington Post story. And to me, it's like every time the swamp talks, whether it's Mitch McConnell, Jeff Flake, John McCain, anybody else, every time they talk, I think it just gives more support. I think It's like the more you talk, the worse it's going to be for what you want, which is to keep status quo, because it just makes us mad. So we couldn't find anybody. Then there's a headline from AL.com, Alabama. Gadsden locals say Moore's predatory behavior at mall restaurants, not a secret. Why is it only coming out now? Who says it's not a secret? They, they Whoever that did this story for AL.com, Ann Claire Volers, reporter. She talked to one person named Blake Usry, who grew up in the area, lives in Gadsden, said, these stories have been going around this town for 30 years. Nobody could believe they hadn't come out yet. Why not? She's a traveling nurse, and she said, oh, this guy, he's a man. He's a traveling nurse. He said he knew of several girls that Moore tried to flirt with. It's not a big secret in this town about Roy Moore. That's why it's sort of frustrating to watch the public disbelieve the women have come forward. So one person said that. Colleagues and others who knew Moore told the Washington Post he often walked around the Gadsden Mall. Okay. Wendy Miller told the, told the Post, so this is one of the people. Um... This this traveling nurse guy says he was a teenager at the time. I remember seeing more at the mall often. He would glow. He would go and flirt with all the young girls. So they talked to one person. Now Jason Nelms lives in Tennessee. Grew up in a nearby Southside. Was a regular at the mall when he was a teenager. He recalled being told by a mall employee that they kept watch for an older guy who was known to pick up girls. He was later told by a concession worker that it was Roy Moore. So you're basing it on that, okay? Greg Lagat worked at a record bar. Music store near uh, the record bar. Music store near Sears. From 81 to 85 at the mall. It was down from the back entrance of the mall, whatever. He's now 59. Said an off-duty Gadsden police officer named J.D. Thomas told him about various people he should look out for when he was working. Um, one of the people was a pickpocket, while another was some, someone prone to pick fights, and one was Roy Moore. He recalled, I asked him, what did he do? He said, if you see him, let me know. I'll take care of it. Uh, one waitress 
at a restaurant said Roy Moore would come in and uh, she and other waitresses were made uncomfortable by him staring at them and flirting. He watched us girls quite openly. His eyes crawled over our shirts and our backsides. I'm just wondering, why didn't anything come out before? I'm not doubting it, but I'm, why didn't anything come out before? Hang on. Kathy, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hello. I just have a question. I was listening to the interview with Gloria Allred. Yes. And the gal stated that um, the 16-year-old was sitting out front waiting for a ride from her boyfriend. This was way before cell phones. So is she getting a car with someone else while her boyfriend's coming to pick her up? There's just some things that just don't click in the right place. Again, I'm not trying to – I don't want to sound like a pig – or no, just a same man. Thing. Same here. You know, I, same I, here. I've got sons and daughters, and I would hate to think my son was in a position like that, and I would hate to think that my daughter was in a position like that. Yeah. I mean, if your daughter was in a position, I mean, again, Roy Moore was not even the DA. He was the DDA. Who the hell right. is afraid of a deputy district attorney? There's just discrepancies. Um, um, I, 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 I know. I just... It's so weird. It's just this whole thing. I, again, the guy's run for office in public eye for four, 40, uh, four decades, 40 years. And he's been doing this stuff, 40 years. And now, all of a sudden, he was the chief justice of the Supreme Court there in Alabama. And nobody came forward and said anything? I, yeah, I, I, know. I don't know. It's, I just, know. it's just strange. Well, we'll get, it is. I guess we have till December 12th to figure out what the heck's going to happen. But the swamp's trying to get him off the ballot, and if he wins, and make him invalid anyway and, and Mitch McConnell's hinting he might not even seat him in the Senate which they'd rather they'd rather do that which is hilarious to me they'd rather do that than make sure they have enough votes to get tax reform done and get rid of Obamacare that's what's disgusting that's what the bottom line is yeah you're right Kathy thank mm-hmm. you for the, yeah thank you for the phone call thank appreciate you. it take care thank you for listening um and, and again if if Mitch McConnell doesn't want to sit him because he thinks he's a bad guy without of course anybody being convicted I, I get it that's fine but then make sure that uh Bob Menendez who is rumored about uh, having uh, underage prostitutes service him. He's a Democrat in New Jersey who's under trial right now. Um, he's actually on trial. He's actually been indicted, and a jury is deliberating. <laughs> Gosh. So I'm just wondering, is he going to say anything about that? I mean, this I get, you got to love it. SanDiegoTribune.com really fast. Senator Menendez is a headline from the San Diego Tribune. Senator Menendez may have had sex with underage hookers in the Dominican Republic, according to prosecutors. This guy may have looked at girls. This guy. One, you want to just destroy him. The other one, well, we can welcome him back in the Senate. It's not a problem. I have another soundbite of a Democrat that won't even condemn him. We'll continue. 654 KNST AM 792 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Well, okay. Hi. 706. What is up? Tuesday, November 14th. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Surprisingly, there are three things that I think you need to know. It's like 19, but I'll go with three. I'll go with three. Uh, number one. I think let's, well, let's move this up to number one. Jeff Sessions. Uh, finally feeling the heat. There were a couple of Republican congressmen wrote an op-ed wondering why the heck is he not investigating Hillary Clinton, Uranium One, all that other stuff. Uh, and apparently he's going to testify uh, before a committee today. So all of a sudden Fox News got this yesterday on the eve of it. Attorney General Jeff Sessions directed senior federal prosecutors to evaluate, quote, certain issues, end quote. Requested by congressional Republicans involving the sale of Uranium One, 
and alleged unlawful dealings related to the Clinton Foundation. And he left open the door for an appointment of another special counsel. So he apparently is like, all right, fine. We will do like, is he just, I mean, are you trying to fight this, Jeff? You know, it's amazing. Certain issues that are bothering them. Every Democrat comes, you know, comes out yelling, Russia, Russia, Trump, based on garbage. And there's actual evidence and a witness and all kinds of stuff. And he's like, all right, fine. I've been pressured and this is going to happen. Are you kidding me? We'll get to that. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that uh, Roy Moore denies knowing the fifth accuser who claims she was a waitress. And uh, the re- she, she says that he would come into the restaurant. And when he left when I was 16 back in 1977, he tried to force me like I was waiting for a ride. And he tried to force my head on his crotch. And said, I'm the DA. No one will believe you. You're a kid. He wasn't the DA. He was the DDA. And she said, I have evidence. He signed my yearbook, which I brought into work. Why would you? If the guy creeps you out, why would you have him sign your yearbook? That's not. I was flattered he'd sign my yearbook, but I found him very creepy. I mean, this all makes no sense. Sign my yearbook. Who the, what 16-year-old would want the county prosecutor or the assistant county prosecutor to sign your yearbook? Wait, what? Whatever. Uh, third, and yet the swamp wants him to go because the third thing that I think you need to know is that Jeff Flake has told the media, Arizona's own Jeff Flake, this is why he's not winning. Oh, Republican Party has changed. You know, we need to go back to being Democrats, really? Because he said, I'd rather support a Democrat than Roy Moore. I would vote for a Democrat instead of Roy Moore. Jeff Flake said that. There you go. So with his 21% approval rating, there you have it. Jeff Flake, thank you for playing, man. I appreciate it. I mean, just go away. Can't you just leave? Make like a tree. Three things I think you need to know. All right. Uh, now, we'll take a break, a little break from the uh, Roy Moore talk, because there's only so much you can freaking do, and there's other stuff going on. Uh, and I will put, I'm in the process of putting up the the article about the possible forgery, because if you look at the signature that Roy Moore did, it'll be up in a few minutes on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Please like it and follow it so you get it. you get my stuff. Uh, the sevens are wrong. He signed something 1977, apparently, and then right below it, the date 12-22-77, and the sevens are, you can tell they're different. So who wrote either one? Like, what's what's going on here? Anyway, uh, now, this is a crazy story. This is how insane it has gotten when it comes to illegal immigration. Apparently, a church out in Boulder, Colorado, did daycare. And I'm telling you, this is why I think more people think like you and me, more people back Trump and support what he wants to do, then they will publicly acknowledge. The other side continues to actually just, you know, boast what they think and thinking nothing will come of it. But there was a preschool in Boulder at a church, and it's a private preschool, but it's now closing because this private preschool is inside a church. And the leader of the church has announced, and her name is Reverend Kelly Dignan, she announced... We are going to invite illegal aliens, they call them undocumented immigrants, that are facing deportation. The ones that that have broken our laws, we're going to invite them into our church for sanctuary. So parents who have never said anything like, we think we need a wall, we like Trump, we don't want illegal immigrants here, we don't know who they are, we don't know anything about this stuff, we want law and order. They didn't say anything, because what do they do? They go to work every day. They drop off their kids at daycare, and they go to work. And then you get this loudmouth reverend that comes along and says... We're going to also house illegal aliens. So let me ask you this. Would you be okay with your kids going to a preschool where they also were housing illegal aliens, giving them sanctuary as they were facing deportation? 
I, I don't think you'd be okay with that. And guess what? Neither are the parents at the school who probably, again, never actually said, I love Trump or illegal immigration is bad. We need to enforce laws. The other side always yells. And we always just sit back and shake our heads and go on with our life, don't we? Which is okay. Because we've got some change. We like the Trump. But anyway, I want you to hear this story from Fox 31 in Denver. Listen to this. The Unitarian Universalist Church of Boulder is standing firm on a pillar of its religious practice. It really is to be able to use our faith voice to cry out to government to say, hey, our immigration system is broken. The church agreeing to house one immigrant facing deportation, a person with no violent history, their only crime being here illegally. But even with assurances that children will be safe, active Boulder Kids Preschool says it must close. The private preschool Mm -hmm. company rents space inside the church building. They're concerned that this is a controversial issue. It is a controversy that has seen protests and media attention, and that's what parents do not want here, according to preschool director Tina Davis. They didn't feel like the church really heard their concerns. 22 children are currently enrolled here in two classrooms. There are three teachers and one preschool director. The building is divided between the church and the school. The mm-hmm. congregation over on this side, the school right here behind me, next, next to the playground right over here. We built the playground. Reverend Kelly Dignan says changes have already been made to ensure a living area and school will be totally separate. Oh, yeah. She calls the preschool's closure a missed opportunity. Excuse me? We had the opportunity to come together as a community through sanctuary. Pause but, it. There you go. Don't you love that? So the church is choosing lawbreakers. Instead of children, American children, legal children, whatever it might be, whatever you want to say. What an example, huh? And you want to know why people are going to church less. You're preaching to me this garbage. That's why I had to leave my temple. You're preaching to me this garbage. Get out of here. I don't need this. 880-KNST, 880-5678, pound 250. And when the prompt comes up, just ask for Garrett Lewis to get through the same way. Connects you the same way, pound 250. Uh, there's more to this, but I mean, I, you sit back and say, we can come together through sanctuary. Why, why can't we come together through law and order? Uh, again, you heard that. The preschool director, Tina Davis, they rented space inside the church. She said, parents are concerned this is a controversial issue. There's nothing controversial about it. It's law and order. It's right and wrong. She has to say that to be PC. Parents are like, I don't want my kids going to school here when there's an illegal... We don't know what the hell this person is. We don't know what's going on. And this reverend is sitting there trying to basically, uh, instead of sticking to religion, and I know we can't just do that, it's everything in life. You know, yeah, why not go to a Chinese buffet and get some french fries? It's everything. It's all encompassing, really. We need, she said, again, it really is to be able to use our faith voice to cry out to government to say our immigration system is broken. Excuse me? It's called elections, lady. And Ryan and I were talking about stories and the prep and everything, and he said, I hope that they get their tax-exempt status revoked. I think that's a great point. If you want to get political, yeah, you lose your your tax-free exemption. You're gone. Bye. You're no longer a church. Let's continue. But the school says it didn't have a choice, telling us parents have already started to pull children from the program because of the church's decision to house an immigrant. Three educators will be laid off. It's really interrupting 
a lot of lives, our kids' lives. As for the future of early education here, the congregation hasn't decided if the church will open its own preschool. Well, who's going to want to go there? Well, it's separate. You know, it's just separate and stuff. Wow. The church is still waiting for a referral to house a person at risk of deportation. So they haven't even put a person in there. They're waiting for someone to contact them saying, this person, the government has said, yeah, follow all, the, they need to go. Well, that's okay. Bring them in here. And again, as if, as if authorities can't actually go into a church. So if you hide from the law, I mean, again, I've never understood this. I don't, I don't get it. Well, the government doesn't want to act like they're a bunch of bullies and things like that. And blah, blah. Why? So if, if you murder someone, if you steal a car, can you just go into a church and wait it out? You don't think authority is going to go in there and go arrest you? So all these kids, I mean, just the ego and the arrogance um, and the, I mean, she's trying to be diverse, but everything with this reverend that says, basically, I don't care about these parents and I don't care about these 22 kids as long as we can help this one person or anybody that's here illegally. And she's, and of course, she's going to say, but I'm better than you because I want to help everyone. There's no reason they need to leave. We want to be open to everyone. No, that's not how it works in the real world. And now people are losing their jobs. They're getting fired because there's no more school. The parents have pulled their kids out all because of this reverend. So we have 22 kids uh, that have to find a new daycare. Their parents have to go through the stress of finding a new daycare. Hopefully there's openings. Disrupts their lives, disrupts the kids' lives. People lose their jobs. All to try to protect an illegal alien. And you wonder why Trump got elected? Really? 880-KNST, 880-5678, pound 250. Ask for Garrett Lewis. Just say Garrett Lewis, one movie phone guy. So you can do that. Uh, and there's something similar going on here. It's, it's today, 10 o'clock in the morning. Now, it's up in Phoenix, but there's a Tucson connection. I got the press release. Arizona faith leaders call on Senators Flake and McCain to put public health first in the face of climate change. Here we go. The experts, the scientists, right? Uh, Reverend Stephen Steve Keplinger of Grace St. Paul's Episcopal Church from Tucson is going to be one of the faith leaders there. Uh, there's an imam, there's a rabbi, there's a pastor, there's a director of faith in action ministry, there's, there's Sarah King, chair of Earth Care Commission, the Arizona Faith Network. I mean, this is crazy, right? So you got to love this. Here we go. Uh, they are wanting, apparently, obviously, like, what, the Paris Climate Accord? It says here, they're going to call on Flake and McCain to understand their moral obligation to protect Arizonans' public health in the face of climate change. Oppose the Trump administration's dirty energy agenda. So you go right here. The uh, Grace St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Tucson should also lose its tax-exempt sta tax status. Start paying. You're going to start mouthing off? Start paying. They write, the tragic impacts of hurricanes Harvey, Irma, and Maria. And wildfires across the West underscore the need for climate action. Wasn't the, wasn't the wildfire started by a person? They're not sure if it was an illegal alien or not, but it was started by a person. Climate action is going to stop this stuff. Of course, we haven't had these uh, Category 3 hurricanes hit America in over 10 years. But now, yeah, here we go. Uh, they're upset that uh, Trump is rolling back the clean power plan from Obama, which, I mean, it sounds nice, but it's just a, it just shakes down businesses. And these religious leaders, allegedly, religious people, underscore there is a need for a moral response to climate change while promoting renewable energy, energy efficiency, and conserv conservation. Who the hell wants to go to temple or church or a mosque and be told this stuff? 
That's going to happen this morning, but from 10 to 1045 um, at Trinity Episcopal Cathedral. Yawn. Go away. 719. I mean, this is, it's just stupid. It's just, it, you, you know, stay in your lane. Seriously, stay in your lane. That's all I ask you to do. Stay in your lane. Um, all right, we're going to get to also this Jeff Session stuff. Is this finally going to be the uh, the downfall of Hillary? Because now all of a sudden, there's there. You know this whole story. He's kowtowing to the the pressures to investigate Hillary and Uranium One. Why the hell is it taking this long? And where the hell are our own leaders on this? Where's Martha McSally who wants to be a senator? Where are these people? Seven twenty. We'll continue in six. KNST AM seven ninety two. Sounds most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. 727, please like and follow me on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Not hard to think of. Two R's, one T. I just posted, I wrote, made a little rant, wrote a little rant, and then I posted the um, story. And you can see for yourself if you think that uh, maybe Roy Moore didn't even sign this lady's yearbook. Because it looks like sevens are different. I, it just there's analysis, handwriting analysis. People are thinking that it's it's forged. We're going to base this on a on a yearbook. <laughs> no proof that he actually signed it. Somebody could have signed his name. This is just so weird, man. This is it's just weird. And by the way, if any women, I'm curious about the, you know you got to play the chick card here. If somebody did something horrible to you, tried to kiss you, whatever, and you're a teenager, would you come forward? And I don't know. I'm not a woman. Would you come forward at that time? Would you come forward 30 years later? Maybe you would. You can let us know, 880-KNST, 880-5678, pound 250, and and just say Garrett Lewis, and it'll put you right through to the the listener line. Um, Now, Fox News got this, okay? Uh, They got the exclusive on this about Jeff Sessions. And I don't want to bore you with this, but this is kind of a big deal. Is this finally going to be the start of a Hillary investigation? I don't know why the hell it takes so long I mean, just get it on already, right? Republican lawmakers have already called. There was an op-ed written by Jim Jordan, a congressman, and some other guy I've never heard of, a congressman in Florida. Uh, And they said it's time for Jeff Sessions to name a special counsel and get answers for the American people. If not, he should step down. These two congressmen wrote this for foxnews.com, right? They said Comey's decision to draft an exoneration letter regarding Clinton's uh, regarding Hillary months before the end of the investigation and well before the FBI talked to her was troubling. And they said Comey's handling of the anti-Trump dossier, which McCain had his hands on too, they said it was so concerning the director should have been briefed, should have briefed the president-elect well before the January 6th briefing that Comey delivered. And Congress, the Congress said the 2010 deal that saw the U.S. approved sale of uranium to Russian interests demands a more thorough investigation. It calls into question the independence of a special counsel, Robert Mueller, as well as probing Trump, working with Russia. I mean, it, it, it's, just, it's just common sense. I mean, this is just so obvious. So, based on all this, this happened, and then this morning, Sessions is going to talk before a congressional committee. And you know what? He finally said, all right, we're going to actually do this. Like, it's, you got to twist this guy's arm to make it happen? Fox News has the story. They had the exclusive. They have some good reporters. And they said, uh, he said he's directing people to, uh, to get involved. He will not rule out, Sessions will not rule out special counsel to investigate Hillary. Uh, 
not rule it out, just get in there and make it happen to begin with. The Fox News story. In a letter first obtained by Fox News, the Justice Department responded to a July 27th and September 26th requests from House Judiciary Committee Chairman Bob Goodlatte and other committee members that said, hey, we want a, an appointment for a special counsel to investigate these matters in question. So they did this in July, did it in September, and now in November, he's like, okay, we'll do it. Assistant Attorney General Stephen Boyd wrote, the Attorney General has directed senior federal prosecutors to evaluate certain issues raised in your letters. These senior prosecutors will report directly to Attorney General and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, which I think is weird considering Rosenstein was involved in the approval of the selling of Uranium One. Come on. Anyway, so the prosecutors will report directly to Sessions and Rosenstein and will make recommendations as to whether any matters not currently under investigation should be opened, whether any current matters, any matters currently under investigation require further resources or whether any matters merit the appointment of a special counsel. Uh, yeah, they do. If any, this, yes, this, this is. It says here the Justice Department does not ordinarily confirm or deny investigations. Boyd wrote that this letter should not be construed to do so. Whatever. Um, the letter specifically mentions, again, the FBI's handling of the Clinton email probe. Um, allegations that the DOJ and the FBI policies and procedures were not followed by James Comey. All this stuff. So they want all this looked into. The problem is it moves at the speed of nothing. It's like it's like the it's like a sloth. Um, but at least he said start looking into this. So maybe maybe this is the beginning of it. We'll see. Real quick, uh, Anne, thank you for calling in. Anne, welcome to KNST. Whoa. Hello. Hi. Garrett. Yes. Hi. Uh, I've worked in construction probably twenty years now. When I was younger, I had a supervisor grab my breath. And I had just started a great job, if you can believe it, in 1989, and I was making 17 bucks an hour. Wow. That was good money. And so, yeah, I got afraid, and I told him, plain and simple, you know what? You're going to get me in trouble, and you're going to get yourself in trouble. But I also prayed about it, walked away, kind of afraid to get around him during the construction work. But you know what? I can stand in front of a camera and not cry about it. It got resolved. End of story. I never had to tell anybody anything else. He never tried anything else. I drew a line in the sand, and that was it. What did you do to the guy? Did you threaten him, or did you say I'm going to go to the boss, or did you say just don't no. touch me again? What, what All happened? I told him was, you know what? You're going to get me in trouble, and you're going to get yourself in trouble. Do you well, really want that? What did he say? And he just looked at me kind of shrugged his shoulders and took off. And he never, every time he'd come around me, just say a quick prayer, look at him strong and firm and tell him, I won't put up with it, Jose. And he sure did. He just never, never again. And I never told anybody. You're the first dude that I'm telling, okay? Wow. No kidding. This was 20, 25 years ago, and I've never told nobody. So, so, so what's I your, want you to know that. Well, thank you. Well, what, what's your take on these women that have you know come forward magically, guys in, in public uh, public life for 40 years, and, well, and now, now all I, of a sudden they're doing this? Garrett, it's all fishy to me because, one, you know what? So it happened. I'm not going to be whining and crying and complaining in front of a camera just to look good. Two, you would have probably already told your parents, your sister, or somebody. Those are the only people I've told in the work area. I never told anybody. You know, until you say that, this woman, we have the soundbite, she actually said she told her family members, and then she told her husband about it when she married him years later. 
Uh, but nobody yeah, else. I mean, I don't know. It kind of still sounds fishy to me because you stand up there and this is years gone by. It's not that traumatic. Trust me. Oh, wow. I don't think so. You know, who are these guys, though, so by cool. the way? Who are these guys that just go around? I don't understand this. Who are these guys that are making the rest of us look bad? They go around grabbing women? I mean, what is going on? Well, he was kind of heathenistic. If you can believe it, he kind of looked like Shrek. Oh, <laughs> God, sickos. Well, Ann, I, I thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I thank you for your opinion great and your show. take on it. Great show, well, Garrett. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> 734. Uh, no, we have to go to break, but if you hang on, we can get to them. We have to get to that, and we have some crazy college stories as well. Crazy college stories. Uh, I mean, so it's insane college stories uh, where, holy smokes, um, what college students spend money on, and apparently desks are hostile. We'll get to all that. And your reaction to this Roy Moore stuff, and any women that want to share, feel free. 880-KNST, 880-5678, pound 250. Here's the latest from Fox. More thrills than navigating through a minefield of potholes on a Tucson street. Or at least you'll be just as pissed as hitting every pothole on a Tucson street. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Seven forty-two. Follow me on Twitter at Garrett Lewis because I post stuff, I tweet things, I retweet things, I do stuff. That's just it's just how it happens. All right. Uh, now, when I come back from these breaks, I have three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, and this is uh, this is a big one. Uh, Jeff Sessions telling some uh, senior federal prosecutors, "All right, start looking into Hillary and Uranium One, and if you find stuff, we'll continue with it." And he did that on the eve. Was, they announced that yesterday to Fox News. They got the exclusive uh, because Jeff Sessions is being pressured. I don't know why he just doesn't do this. What is wrong with him? Is he the swamp? Is he the swamp? Uh, he is apparently going to be in front of a congressional committee today where they'll probably say, why are you not investigating Hillary uh, Uranium One? What, what is wrong with you, dude? Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Roy Moore does not even apparently acknowledge, as I have no idea who this fifth accuser is. I don't even know what the restaurant is. I've never done this. He's denying it over and over. Uh, the accuser claims that she was working in a restaurant and was so flattered that a deputy district attorney signed her yearbook. That's apparently the proof now. She said, he grabbed me afterwards, waiting for my boyfriend. He took my head, put it in his crotch, and then I was crying. And he said, no one's going to believe you. I'm a district attorney. He never was a district attorney. He, uh, the, the, and actually, if you look at and I have it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Loose Radio. You look on, uh, on that, there's a story, and it shows that the sevens by this alleged signature in the yearbook by Roy Moore don't even look alike. Who signed the book? And what 16-year-old is excited about a deputy district attorney signing your yearbook? Who gives a crap? Like, really? Nobody cares. There's just a lot of holes here. There's a lot of holes. Third thing I think you need to know, Jeff Flake said, I'd rather vote for a Democrat than support Roy, support Roy Moore. That is not a surprise coming from that guy. He also wants illegals to be here. He wants no border. I mean, the true colors are really coming out. He must feel like so liberated. This is why you weren't going to win, Jeff. You're just making it easier, right? Easier. Uh, and again, yeah, and this is what I said also, and I got a tweet about this. Now, she was 16. Did she have a yearbook from last year? The yearbook was signed in December, December 22nd, 1977. Yearbooks don't come out to the spring. Did she randomly six months into the sc- after the school year and the Christmas break bring her yearbook to work? Who knows? Weird stuff. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, if you'd like to comment on this, feel free. 
I'm um, getting a lot of reaction. Women, I'd love to hear women on this as well. I got to hear the college stories. Uh, I got this one. Bad bosses. Back in the 80s, I had a boss who grabbed my butt. I'm only five foot one. I turned around, punched him in the chest, told him if he ever touched me again, I'd kill him. He stopped and said he actually believed me. Never did it again. I'm not saying women can't be assaulted, abused, this, that, and the other thing, but it's just, it's just, there's just some fishiness going around, you know? There's just some irregularities. It, I, and again, it's it's whatever you really want to believe to. Let's face it, okay? Uh, but if this guy was, if this guy was really is, if he did it, why did it take so long to come out? And uh, the same people that are calling for him to to be gone are the same ones that never said a word about Robert KKK Burr being in the Senate. I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't have somebody that was a grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan in the Senate. You know what? You don't belong here. Never happened. Even our boy John McCain even worked with uh, Ted Kennedy, uh, who drove off in a drunk, uh, drunken rage with Mary Cho Kopechny, drove into the water, and she died. Even tried to rescue her. Didn't even report it till the next day. He could sleep with it. He has no conscience. John McCain didn't say, you know what? I don't feel like working in the same Senate with a guy who left a girl to drown, a 19-year-old. Uh, he even worked with him on getting an amnesty bill back in 2005, the McCain-Kennedy amnesty bill. Uh, it's just the hypocrisy is just thick. It's very thick. 880-KNST, 880-5678. And women, if you've ever uh, experienced this kind of stuff, I mean, in men too, men have, we, we played the sound bites of the guys from Hollywood, Rob Schneider. We talked about Terry Crews, big muscular guy getting his crotch grabbed, and now he's filed charges against the, the guy that did it. Uh, and again, listen, the Democrats, and this is just one thing, okay? I, I hate it, but this is just one thing that really crossed my mind. The Democrats had no problem lying about Benghazi, okay? I can't bring this up enough. They lied about Benghazi where Americans died to try to make sure they won politically and weren't hurt politically. You don't think they see what's going on in Hollywood where uh, men and women are coming out and they're saying all these things and these guys in Hollywood are actually admitting it. Yeah, we did it. Okay, we did it. All right, yeah, we did it. We did it. We did it. And so it's like the fad thing to do. And they go, let's use this to our advantage. We can we can really use this. Just come out and say it. It doesn't have to be true. Just come out and say it and accuse it. At this point in time, you know, nobody believed the, the women that accused Trump of doing this. And, of course, Gloria Allred represented them, and they all vanished. There was nothing to it. But now people are believing these people, right? They're believing them. There's just a lot. I can't stop talking. I don't want to talk about it anymore. There's so much to talk about with it, right? 880-KNST, 880-5678. I'm telling you, go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow it. And let me know if you think that that yearbook uh, signature is forged. And, uh, and by the way, Roy Moore's wife and Roy Moore, they believe that these women are being paid to come forward. And they claim that they're gathering evidence showing it. Wow. And what the swamp doesn't understand, every time they rip, I mean, Ted Cruz turned his back now on Roy Moore. They all did it, right? Mitch McConnell yesterday, I believe the women now. Based really just like that. Just like that. Every time they open their mouths, it makes us not want to believe them, right? Because we just don't trust the swamp. So every time they say something, we just believe the opposite which doesn't help people if they truly are victims. But we just believe the opposite, and it just makes guys like Roy Moore get more 
steam behind him. So even if he is a big perv, there's a good chance he wins because we just, they've done so much damage. The Swamp has done so much damage to us that we look at it as you're trying to control our lives again. You're trying to get people that you want to do what you want in there, which screws us over. So I don't trust you as far as I can throw you. Eric, welcome to KNST. Hello. Good morning. Um, phenomenon of, of natural. What's with the phones? I don't get it. Yeah. Up, up. Hang on. Ryan will talk to you. I don't know what what's going on. Um, <laughs> yo, what's up with your phone? You said to the guy. Well, you know, we'll take a quick time out. We'll get to the story. Oh, you got him. All right, we'll do the uh, the college stories at eight ten because I think they're just in- incredible. What's going on there? Hang on, Eric. Uh, okay, hope you, your phone's better. Welcome back. How's it going? Good. Okay, uh, so these these phenomena of mass reporting of sexual assault that turn out to be untrue. It does happen. If you remember the McMartin preschool case back in the 80s where scores and scores of children started coming out and reporting uh, these horrific acts of sexual abuse and physical abuse at the preschool, the McMartin preschool, and just one after another after another. And then it turned out that they were all false because they had been induced by the psychologist to have a false memory. Um, And it ruined, of course, the McMartins, their family business, and it was completely false. And there's Duke and there's Tawana Brawley and so forth. So before we prejudge as prejudice, such as Senate Majority Leader, which is, I'm a Republican, it's very disturbing that he has committed an act of prejudice in prejudging the situation. And also concerned about this motto um, of start by believing. That goes contrary to innocent until proven guilty. Yep. You have to start by listening, but you don't start by believing one side without hearing the other. That's a very dangerous motto that these uh, groups have taken with regard to abuse. Abuse is serious, but you have to listen because all these documented cases where they've been completely made up. You're right. And sorry, your phone's just cutting out. You're 100% right. Why don't we just, you know, just go for it and say John McCain is in bed with the Russians because he got his hands on that dossier about Trump? I mean, let's just do the same thing, right? Uh, great call. Uh, thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. We'll continue on KNST. Save 10%. What are you doing? It's Tuesday. You believe that uh, Thanksgiving is next Thursday? It is nine days away. I'd like to start a movement talking about turkey being totally overrated. Rather have a nice steak. You be quiet. You shut your mouth. Good morning, Ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792, Sons most stimulating talk. I know you agree with me. I know you do. If you had the choice, somebody tells you, you can have a juicy ribeye a juicy New York strip, a phenomenal filet, or turkey, you're going with the steak. I'm not. And here's why. Tell me. Once you eat that ribeye, that filet, that strip, it's done. I can have turkey for a week. No, I'll just have another ribeye. Another. Oh, no, 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 no. I want fresh food. You shut your mouth. I like leftovers. Oh, Especially leftover turkey. Just make something new. You heat it back up with the gravy. 
Three. <laughs> I know. Is it weird that I like stovetop more than? No, not at all. The regular. Stove, no, that is good stuff. Thank you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I get ragged on by my family. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, Jeff Sessions. Any minute now, will be. Uh, talking to some boring congressional committee where they're going to bust his chops about why are you not investigating Hillary? And last night he felt the heat. It was uh, leaked to Fox News. He is uh, He's having some senior prosecutors. you got to love this. I mean, really? Ugh, you can do better than that, can't you? Uh, Fox News reporting. Jeff Sessions directed senior federal prosecutors to evaluate, quote, certain issues, end quote. Requested by congressional Republicans involving the sale of uranium one and alleged unlawful dealings related to the Clinton Foundation. Hallelujah. Also leaving the door open for an appointment of another special counsel. Hallelujah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, They're going to make sure that Jeff Sessions does his job. I don't know why he wouldn't do his job. How do you go for Trump from beginning to end and not do this? Anyway, second thing that I think you need to know uh, is, well... Roy Moore is saying, I have no idea who this fifth accuser is. I don't even know the restaurant. I know nothing. And this woman testified with Gloria. Well, she didn't testify, but I uh, had a press conference with Gloria Allred as her attorney, which should be a first red flag. And she said that uh, Roy Moore, when I was 16, came to my restaurant a lot. And he was creepy and stuff. But I was totally flattered. He signed my yearbook. What? In December? December 22nd. Who has a yearbook in December 22nd? Unless it's from the year before. I don't know. Do you get yearbooks every year or do you just get it when you're seniors? I did. Okay. Anyway, so she claims that he did all this. He's like, I have no idea what, what's going on. Uh, and there's, there's, if you go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, you'll see the, uh, the signature in the yearbook. And it, it looks like it's forged because the sevens are different. And he signed it as the DA, but he was never the DA. He was the deputy district attorney. He was never a DA. So there's a lot of discrepancies going on here. But apparently, since the swamp hates him, they're like, you know what? Uh, we're done. Most most Republicans have pulled support because, well, it's just depressing. They're the swamp. Third thing I think you need to know is Jeff Flake is one of those that actually came out and said, I would uh, I would uh, much rather run and vote for a Democrat than support Roy Moore. So there you go. Jeff Flake, once again, showing true colors. Three things that I think you need to know. 811 right now on KNST AM 790. Um, Carla called in and Ryan wanted me to talk with her. Carla, you have a personal experience with things like this, unfortunately, right? Uh, yeah, I do. I just wanted to call in because there seems to be a perception out there that if a woman accuses a man of this kind of thing, that it's always 100% true. There's no reason why a woman would do this unless it's true. And in my family, I had a troubled sister that started accusing my dad way after the fact, again, 20 years later, of molesting her we were all shocked. At first, we were all thinking, oh, my God, you know, this is... But, it, but after looking at it with more of a critical viewpoint, we realized, in the end, she was full of it. So why people do it, why women, I know people won't go, well, why would they do it? Why? I don't know. I don't know if there's a psychological thing going on where they like to be a victim. They get praised by coming out. Um, and people are propping him up. I don't know what the reason is, but I just know that you always have to be critical and look at the situation with, before just accepting somebody's accusations. It's just wrong. By the end of this thing, my, my sister was saying my mom knew all about it and did nothing. I mean, the story just became more and more 
unbelievable. And I'm not saying these women have made it up. I'm just saying it's not right to just accept their word without looking back at their story and thinking to them, you know, for all of us, hmm, does this make sense? Is this sensible? My mom had, I mean, my dad had four other daughters and not any of the rest of us say my dad did any of these things. Well, did you, and this is really amazing. And again, it it sucks that it's this way, you know, it's like we're all shocked and surprised when there's a black mm-hmm. Republican. We're all shocked and surprised there's a gay Republican. And we're all, you know, I can't be the one as a man, apparently, in, in society's eyes today where I say, I don't know if I believe this. I always have to have the disclaimer of, right. I'm not saying that victims shouldn't be heard, but this seems fishy. It sucks that I have to say that. Um, right. But I, I mean, I, I shouldn't, ha- I, I know, I mean that without even saying it. But, well, um, I, so real quick, when you're a woman, you see this stuff. I mean, I don't know how right. a woman re- would react to this. Well, I think women should look at this last accuser. Again, Roy Moore could have done this, of course, because it's the perfect crime to accuse somebody of. Because basically, you can accuse them of it, have very little proof other than, well, I told somebody. Well, guess what, guys? My sister told me 20 years ago, and I was shocked and appalled and thinking, I don't know if this is really true. But she could go around and tell people, see, I'm telling the truth because, see, I told my other sister 20 years ago. And then all of a sudden, that gives people a perception of credibility. All I know is the last accuser. I purposely watched it with a with fine you know, tooth comb. And one part of her story makes no sense. And the part that really got to me is in 1977, there are no cell phones. If your boyfriend is coming to pick you up, why would you get in a car with someone else? Because then you would have no way of telling your boyfriend... I'm not there anymore. Exactly. So he would still be coming, right? Then supposedly Roy Moore drives her behind the restaurant, attacks her, whatever. And then the boyfriend, according to her own testimony, comes really quickly after Roy Moore drives away. Now, I was once 16 years old, and if my boyfriend were coming to pick me up and some man just attacked me, the first thing out of my mouth would be, oh, my God. Oh, my God, he just attacked me. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. it's hysterical. Yeah. But she says... I didn't say anything to him. I didn't tell him at all. And that just, guys, that makes no sense. I know. It makes no sense. That would be the first thing you would do. But I think she had to say that because the boyfriend could step forward and go, she never told me any of this. So that's, that's why they had to get that in there. I think you've, I think you've nailed it. I mean, you have that, that is a great point with this whole situation. I, yeah, why wouldn't she wait inside the restaurant? It's December. Right. It's cold. It's Alabama. Why would you wait outside? Why would you go into some random guy's car? Yeah. And then if your boyfriend, you're right, comes looking for you, he's not going to know where you are. Right. There's no way. And then she, I think she said something goofy. So they realized that was goofy when they were kind of going over the story. So then she comes up with, oh, when I was going to go home, that's when I was going to call him. Well, how could you call him? He doesn't have a cell phone. It's 1977. Mm-hmm. So how could you call him because he's not home because he's at the restaurant getting, you know, waiting to pick you up. Yeah. So it, the whole, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like, again, Roy Moore could have done it, but we have to train ourselves to say, just because a woman says this does not make it true. Women will do these things and they will not just do it for money. Some people say, oh, you know, maybe she's getting paid. I'm not even saying she's getting paid. I'm saying that some people, they like the drama. They like to be part of a story. I mean, here's a woman that had maybe a yearbook signed. Maybe she asked them that was innocent. And she realizes now I can be part of the story. But here, here's the thing, too. And th- this is just me. And I want to get back to your, your story in just a second. But if the guy, all, the, all you hear from people say, oh, I knew he was creepy. 
I knew he was creepy. He'd come in the restaurant, he would just, you know, he would he'd touch my hair, he'd be creepy. Well, then why would you have him sign your yearbook if he's such a creep? Right. You know? That, of course. Why, and, and on top of that, what 16-year-old cares about having a deputy district attorney sign your yearbook? That's Right. I, who, I well, agree with you. When I was 16, I wouldn't want some 30-something-year-old guy sign my yearbook. Yeah. It makes no sense. You only ask the kids at the school or the teachers. and maybe a few of your yeah. teachers that you liked. That's it. That the ones that you liked. That's it. You don't take your yearbook around and go around with it and ask non-students or non-teachers to, to sign your yearbook. And, and we don't know yeah. if she we don't know if she got what like, was the year before his yearbook because she was 16. But if it was that year's yearbook, they don't usually get that till the spring. Right. So December twenty second. Yearbook coming out in December ever in my life never. So there, there's just a, there's a lot to. It. By the way, why did your sister? Do you ever find out from your sister why did she just randomly accuse your dad of doing those things? My sister is troubled. She hasn't had a job in like ten or twelve years. Mm. Her life was unhappy and miserable, and she went on, guys, not to just accuse my dad. She went on to accuse her ex husband of breaking her arm, which she never had a broken arm, a broken nose, you know. Uh, abusing a couple of her daughters, and, of course, it was all crap. Just, I think that there's just a certain type of personality that if their life isn't going great or that they want to be a victim, and this is like the perfect thing to accuse somebody of because there's no way they can defend themselves, and there's no way they can ever get their reputation yeah. back. Yeah. You can never get, my dad could never have gotten his reputation back. We hit it tried to do as much as we could. She didn't go public with it. She just wanted to smear him amongst all of us kids. And we were, like, desperate. And then my dad ended up dying. Of oh, um, trying to keep, you know, it not getting out there because we already understood. If it gets out there, it doesn't matter whether it's true or it's not. The damage is completely done in yep. your toast. Yeah. You can't, you can't get it back. You can't you get can it back. Never get, he'll never get his reputation back. No. Obviously, we all know what's happening. He'll drop out now or he won't be elected. These women will scurry away, even though supposedly this last one, oh, my God, it was almost race. I mean, she, have you noticed that each time it's getting, it's getting worse? More and, yeah. Right. Now, I don't know about you, and I'm sure you feel the same way. If your wife, if your wife was accosted and assaulted by somebody, you would just go away, and that's, you know, you wouldn't want it injustice. Oh, God, you no. Want, I'd want vengeance. I'd want revenge. I'd want justice. I'd want all that stuff. But remember, she doesn't want any of that. All she wants to do is go in front of the Senate yeah. and have a right exactly get out of here. It's it's that's insane. That is so anyway. Insane. I just wanted to call in and say to people, when you look at this, look at it with a critical eye. Say to yourself, does this story make sense? Does it? And then on the you know, hmm. The other thing is the first accuser, the fourteen year old girl. Guys, does it make sense that a fourteen year old girl needs to be watched? Fourteen year old girls are old enough to babysit other people's children. Yeah. Why would this girl need to be watched in a courthouse? <laughs> I would just tell my daughter, sit here on the bench, and if the judge needs to talk to you, obviously she was there for a purpose. She must have been attending the, or maybe thinking she needed to attend the child custody hearing. It, it, that made no sense either. Why would someone need to watch a 14-year-old girl? You're in high school. It, it, this whole thing does not add up. But Except, nobody will say these well, things because you're yeah, not allowed to. Only on it's talk radio. Point. Only on talk radio. Again, if right. I said what you said, again, there would be some people thinking that I'm just a pig and I'm the worst, and you can't say that stuff. But you know, right. when you're a woman, you get you know it, it's affecting a woman, so you you actually 
I mean, it has more credibility. It's sad, but it's true. That's just the, that's the truth about this. Right. That's why it's the perfect thing to accuse somebody of. It's it's actually ingenious. Yeah. And I, you know, and you, you accuse somebody of this, and it doesn't really matter. Have a few like little facts here and there, like oh, we bumped into him at the courthouse. Okay, how now? How did you meet him? Oh, okay. Well, you know, it, it's kind of easy to put enough together, and then you got everybody going. Yep. And well, then you have it. Yeah. The, the, the mother. The mother. I reported yesterday. The mom said that, uh, you know, her daughter never had a bedroom phone, but the daughter told the Washington Post, he called me on my bedroom phone. I talked to him in my bedroom. And she yeah. said I, he never, she never had a bedroom phone. So that's just another detail of, okay, then when did you really talk to him? Did you really talk right. to him? Well, I, the I reason know. why they had to throw that in there is because all of us moms are thinking, hmm, if a grown man, because back then there's no cell phones and there's usually one house phone, most often it would be the mom answering because most often... She's a housewife or yep. whatever. So she's going to pick up the phone. And most of us would go, why is an adult male calling my 14-year-old daughter? So that's why they had to cover their tracks and make it where she had a phone in her bedroom. So that way it was more believable that the, you know he'd called the house. Because the other way, you'd say, like, why wouldn't your mom know that? You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. why they, they've thought of enough stuff. But at the same time, there's enough there if you really look at it critically to say, that makes no sense. And the final one is the one where her boyfriend dries up within seconds or a minute of her being almost raped, she said. And yet she doesn't turn to the boyfriend and scream out, oh, my God. Yeah, what just happened to me? Natural, right. And would, wouldn't, wouldn't she be in tears? Wouldn't she be shaking up? Wouldn't she be shaking you, at that whole traumatic you, situation? And he'd be like, what's you, wrong with you? You would be hysterical. And yeah. this is just a sidebar. But back in 1979 or, or 80, because my memory's not that great, it was 79 or 80, I was walking home from high school and a man um, pulled up in his car and was, whatever, exposing himself. And he oh. kind of, you know, said like, oh, you know, wanted to know directions. And I kind of went toward the car, saw what he was doing, and I was horrified. You know, but when I walked, finished walking home, I immediately went in the house and told my mother where she called the police. I, you know, and I was never even assaulted, nothing. I just, you know, so the idea of these people not, oh, I didn't want to tell anybody. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, and that's it really it dro- doesn't, yeah. but we yeah. all can't say anything because then we're molesters ourselves or we go along with child molesting. So we're all silent. Mm-hmm. And therefore, this man has nobody that will come and defend him and say, guys, parts of these stories don't make sense. But we're not allowed to say that. See? You're, you're right. And that's what you're, you just nailed it. And that's why it drives us nuts that everybody, every Republican is throwing this guy under the bus. And they well, all and they have skeletons. Right. And it's that's just, what makes you think this is an orchestrated exactly. thing. Exactly. And that's why I think he's still going to win. Because people are saying, I don't believe you anymore. You guys are doing this on purpose. You don't want the change to happen. Right. Know that, that, and that's what's so sad that we tried to change things. And then look, our, it's, so that's what's so demoralizing yeah. about it. Yeah. That, so I don't know whether it'll win or not. I'm just saying in the future, hopefully people will start to wise up on some of this, these things. And I don't think it's a coincidence, guys, that all the accusers are way in the past where there's no way he could come up with any evidence to exonerate him. There's, it's so far in the past, it's, there's nothing he can do. Oh, if the things, if he can prove he's innocent, how is he going to prove he's innocent? Yeah. It's impossible. It's like when Harry no, Reid said, uh, Harry Reid said, uh, Mitt Romney, heard Mitt Romney didn't pay his taxes. Right. You know, wait, wait, exactly. what? So is that true? No, well, he's got to prove that he did. That doesn't work that way. It's not supposed to work that way. Uh, it's ridiculous. Hey, uh, Carla, thank you so much for sharing. You're awesome. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Right. And I'm well, sorry. I'm sorry you went through that. But I, I really appreciate. It. I, I think it, that's why I wanted women to call in today because I think it's very important to get the women's perspective of this. Because otherwise, if I say the same thing, I'm a sexist pig. Oh, that, I know. Uh, you know. I know. You're, you're not allowed to discount yeah. it, or you're not allowed to think to yourself, 
hmm, something about this. Some of this it doesn't sound right because, of course, you're, you know, yep. you're. That's okay, well, hopefully, guys, please use some thinking out there when you listen to some of these accounts. Yep, I agree. Thank you, Carla. And, you know, chime in anytime and have a great day. Sure, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 824, there's something else I have to get to also because uh, Senator Cory Gardner from Colorado, chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, said uh, if more wins, he should be expelled from the Senate. Uh, do you know this Cory Gardner? I had an experience with this guy. He didn't touch me or anything. I should just say that, though, because everyone will believe it, right? Uh, but I'll just tell you a quick thing about him when he was on this show. Oh, yeah. Uh, but what an incredible phone call that is, too, huh? That's why that Alabama TV station couldn't find anybody that believed the Washington Post story. I'm telling you, this is all bull. This is all bull. We'll continue in 5K and ST, AIM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Yes. 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 I like it. I mean, ACDC, can't go wrong with that. 842, three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, Jeff Sessions right now, Attorney General Jeff Sessions testifying in front of a House Judiciary Committee, which is normally boring as hell. But apparently, as of last night, he let uh, let it leak, apparently, or whatever, to Fox News, that he has directed senior prosecutors to start looking at the at Uranium One and Hillary. Any complaints that Republicans have had, they've written him letters, all right, we're going to start looking at these and investigating these. And if we find uh, there needs to be more, they'll come back for resources, we'll give them more. And I'm also leaving the door open for a special counsel. Finally! Finally! I'm looking up right now. Somebody's asking about Trump's tweets. Everybody's asking why the Justice Department FBI are looking into crooked Hillary and all this stuff. <laughs> That's you, Jeff. Do your job. Anyway, uh, 97-year-old John Conyers is the one uh, actually asking him questions right about now. Um, oh, yeah, he's reading Trump's Pocahontas. Pocahontas just stated Democrats. Le- you know, can you bring this up? Forget the three things for just a second. I think it's not unanchored. Uh Crooked Hillary rigged the primaries. Let's go FBI and Justice Department. Are you being told what to do by the, by the president? I mean, do you remember what this guy said, John Conyers? I'm sorry, I'm just going off on a tangent, but I have to here. It's radio. It's live. It's fun, right? John Conyers actually complained about reading bills, doing his job. Yeah, he did. I love these members this that get up and say, read the bill. What good is reading the bill if it's a thousand pages and, and you don't have uh, two days and two lawyers to find out what it means after you read the bill. Quit the quit, you idiot. All right, do you, do you have it on? Or not? No, I'll get on. Nothing on there, really? No kidding. Okay. Uh, anyway. So you have that. You have also, uh, what's his name? Uh, Roy Moore saying, I don't even know who this fifth accuser is. There's a lot of holes in the story. She claims that uh, he signed her yearbook. What 16-year-old has a deputy district attorney sign a yearbook? I mean, it, and then he did bad things. I mean, that last caller was great. She's like, you know what? You're waiting for your boyfriend to give you a ride. Why do you get in somebody else's car? Who does that? And then if something happens to you, how do you not? You should be like hysterical. How do you not say something to your boyfriend? There's a lot of holes, right? Uh, third thing I think you need to know is Jeff Flake's just like the swamp. He said he'd rather vote for a Democrat and support the Democrat than Roy Moore. Uh, they're all coming out of the, you know, that makes you want to go the opposite way, doesn't it? It does. I got uh, retired police emailing me. Uh, that was one smart chick, the caller. She made all the points I've been making since this came out, me having some experience with chicks lying about sex assault in my career, and I'm guessing none of these women's stories would survive an interview by a detective. Like the old Sarge once told me, if it sounds like BS, it probably is. There's a lot going on here. Uh, hang on. Richard, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Oh, hi. 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 I, I've been listening to you about this harassment business. Yes. And I kind of, I, I haven't heard anyone talking about another aspect of it. 
that uh, I'm I found out about. I went to the University of Arizona, and and I took accounting, and I have a degree in accounting, and I graduated, I'm retired, and all this business. But in the last couple of years of you know junior and senior year, there was very few women in the accounting classes in those days, and I got to know one or two of them. And this one, I go with to have coffee once in a while, and we got down to the final course. You know, we had about one course to go. She was a divorcee, and she worked just like me. I worked, and and uh, at one of the coffee things, she says, you know, one of the reasons I got real good grades or I ensured I got good grades, I slept with every accounting professor there except for one. And that wow. just never, I mean, I, I never considered that. And that's what, to me, that aspect has to be brought into this harassment question. There's a lot of male and females that got ahead by willingly, you know, part of the, and to, you know, the harassment thing. Well, you probably never considered it because those professors probably weren't your type. But anyway, um, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know if somebody does that. Man, you, you don't want to think that stuff, and I'm sure a lot of women have not done that, but... Oh, yeah. You know... Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, now, again, but, great. And put the, know, put the, hang on, put the shoe on the other foot. We're guys. We're simpletons. We're morons, right? If there was some professor that... Um, if there was some professor that was a woman and somewhat attractive, I mean, you're a guy. If she was like, hey, if you just want a, you know, an easy A, you'd be like, okay, because you're a guy. That's what you do. It's okay right. to admit it. It's okay. It's all right. Listen, I never did that, but I actually was very good friends. I took German in middle school, high school, and in college. And my German teacher in college was like three years older than me or two years, maybe two years older than me. Um, and we would go out uh, drinking sometimes. My wife, I didn't date her at the time, but she was always afterwards when we started dating and she met her. I'm like, we're just friends. Even though I say men and women can't be friends, we never did anything. But my wife's always like, you know, something's fishy. You, and I'm like, no, we never did. As a matter of fact, I tried to hook her up, the, my German teacher, with my roommate. But, you know, but that, that could be there. But I know what you're saying, though. What you're saying is that, well, what are you saying? I'm saying there's a lot of willing males and females that got ahead in their career. They willingly went out and... Yeah. I, with a professor or whatever yeah. to get A's, and I got B's and C's, and I was struggling, and she was, you know, and uh, the hiring, when you went to look for a job, I mean, they looked at your grades, so that's an advantage over me. So there Possibly, you go, you're saying, they're saying that they're, they're people are willing to do a lot of things in certain situations. Right. Okay. And, right, listen, I, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You know, it's... I don't think any of these women actually slept. They, none of them said they slept with him, though, because one said they kissed, and like the caller said, the woman, it got, it's getting progressively worse. Like, what's the next one going to come out and say? Because I'm sure there'll be another one, right? I mean, you'd think so. Hmm. 880-KNST, 880-567. It's okay. We don't, have to, we don't have to have it. It's boring. If anything good happens from this uh, congressional hearing, and they're usually boring, very boring, uh, we'll get it for you. All right? We'll get it for you. Now, what they're doing right now, it's boring as hell. Instead of talking about Hillary, you have uh, Congressman John Conyers, who's a 1,000 years old, doesn't have to read bills, just trying to get him to say, you were involved with Trump, aren't you? You're involved with I mean, Russia. You're involved with Russia. You did it in Russia. Russia. I mean, it's, it's, it's just dumb. Uh, John Conyers actually said, you know what? This, this is actually going to be good. I'm going I'm to... Throw me up over there if you don't mind. Throw me up over there. Here we go. John Conyers. Political needs. The fact that this letter was sent to the majority 
without the customary and appropriate notice to me indicates that the charge given to the department officials to evaluate these issues has political motivation. Meaning Hillary, investigating now, Hillary. In his own words, the Attorney General is recused from any questions involving investigations that involve Secretary Clinton. Further, we cannot refer an investigation to a second counsel if Why? we lack the evidence to predicate a criminal investigation in the first place. Unbelievable. Virtually every Clinton-related matter that President Trump complains about has been well litigated. Oh, my God. Carefully examined and completely debunked. Oh. Still, to quote former Attorney General Michael Mukasey, putting political opponents in jail for offenses committed in a political setting is something that we don't do here. The threat alone resembles, in his words, a banana republic. Like when the president and his crew had a guy that made a videotape take the fall for Benghazi and him thrown in jail? Sure. So I didn't realize that. Did you realize that virtually every, I love it, virtually every Clinton-related matter that President Trump complains about has been well-litigated, carefully examined, and completely debunked? They want to examine how bad it was that the FBI did. This is why people hate politicians. Oh, you're right. There's nothing to do with the Uranium One thing. Now that you have an actual witness willing to come forward and say about the, I witnessed what the Russians said, they're, how they're going to bribe the Clintons, how they're going to bribe Hillary. Oh, see, when something good happens, I'll get it to you. It's what we do. 851 will continue in five. KNST AIM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Yes, yes, yes. 908, Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things I think you need to know. Number one, Attorney General Jeff Sessions has finally given in to what we want, and he has uh, directed prosecutors to, quote, evaluate certain issues, end quote, involving Uranium One, Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, leaving the door open on a special counsel. They're finally looking into it. I mean, holy crap, what the hell does it take? You gave in and let them look into this whole the farce of Russia and Trump. This is actual real stuff, like real crime. Witnesses. It takes an act of Congress. Well, and even then. And even then. Second thing that I think you need to know is that apparently Roy Moore says, I have no idea who this fifth accuser is. She says, he knows who I am. He signed my yearbook. A yearbook in December? December 22nd of 1977 is when he signed it? Who gets a yearbook in December? I thought it said, anyway, you have that. Uh... If you think a guy's creepy, why do you have him sign a yearbook? Who has a, a, a deputy county attorney, a deputy district attorney sign a yearbook? Like, no 16-year-old wants that. It's not cool. Who gets into somebody's car while waiting for your boyfriend? And seconds later, your boyfriend shows up after you, you say that uh, Roy Moore tried to rape you and stuff. You're not hysterical. You're not freaking out. You don't tell anybody? It's just too weird. And it looks like, by the way, again, the... Um, it looks like the whole uh, yearbook thing may have been forged. The sevens don't match up. I have a story on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, where you can actually see the yearbook uh, where it's signed, and the sevens don't match up, the R and the Y don't match up. It, 
It looks sketchy. Sketchy. Uh, third thing I think you need to know is Jeff Flake has said he would rather support a Democrat than Roy Moore. Shouldn't surprise you, though, right? And uh, Paul Ryan just came out and said uh, he should drop out. Paul Ryan said this morning he believes the women. And it uh, doesn't matter about a jury, doesn't matter anything else. The women, yes, they're the ones. And Paul Ryan says it's time for him to drop out. The swamp. The swamp is there. Paul Ryan says drop out. Ted Cruz says adults don't, grown men don't sign yearbooks. How do you know it's true? Very disappointed in Ted Cruz. Very disappointed. Right? Unbelievable. Uh, three things that I think you need to know. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis, you might be shocked at what I tweeted. And, of course, it's just called an invitation. I'm being very, very, how do I put this? Sarcastic? Because you know that Donald Trump is a racist, right? I mean, you do realize that. Donald Trump is a racist, so we've been told. He's a racist. He's a white supremacist. He's uh, thisist. He's thatist, right? Well, unfortunately, I have... I have the uh, the most unbelievable evidence of Donald Trump being a racist. I mean, this is so clear cut. You can't argue with it anymore. It's obvious Donald Trump is racist. What what example? I know I'm building it up, but it's true. Okay, so what's my evidence? Have you heard of the UCLA basketball team? Maybe you've heard of them in the past. Three UCLA basketball players. We're in China to play basketball. Well, the whole team was, but three of the players were arrested while they were in China. Leangelo Ball, Cody Riley, Jalen Hill. They were arrested after they got caught stealing a, I believe it was a Louis Vuitton bag from a store in China. Yes. Uh, it's true. They they are stealing something. They were they were arrested for allegedly stealing from a Louis Vuitton store in China. So they got locked up, and Trump just met with the Chinese president, right? So these are three black UCLA basketball players, and President Trump is so racist and hates black people so much just because they are black that he personally asked the Chinese president to get involved. And let these three young black men go and go back to America. And less than 24 hours later, the Chinese government set free the three black UCLA basketball players. So I don't know how you can sit back and say that Donald Trump is not racist. Because it shows how racist he is that he stuck his neck out on the line and asked the Chinese president to free three black young Americans. Obviously, obviously, a white supremacist because he wanted them freed and back in America, right? Right? Wait, what? No? Huh. I'm confused by this. Do you remember Jameel Hill? ESPN's Jameel Hill, who tweeted out on September 11th that Donald Trump is a white supremacist who has largely surrounded himself with other white supremacists. Um, She hasn't said anything, by the way. 
She hasn't said anything at all about this whole situation. She was asked on Twitter to comment about it. Do you want to give Trump any credit? And she said, not really. I'm off today and reporting facts isn't stressful. So somebody said, hey, you want to you want to talk about Trump being a white supremacist as he uh, asked the president of China, as he says, China, to get involved and make sure these three Americans are released? Dude, they would have done some hard labor in a Chinese prison for a long time. And Donald Trump gets in there. Obviously. Oh, shit, here we yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, yep. Well, Dave called in with a correction hmm. and said the actual conversation was that the Louis Vuitton bag was a fake and Don threatened to expose all of China's products as being knockoffs, so they had to let him go. It's that way in Manhattan. <laughs> you go get the knockoff Louis. Dude, even down in Battery Park. Well, yeah, that's Manhattan. Is that? Oh. Yes, that's, they're all over. And then they look at you, are you a police officer? And they take you in the back. They get you, it looks just like it. For like seventy five bucks, I was waiting for the uh, for the boat ride, and they came up with bags, big black garbage bags full of these bags. And they look nice. I know, thirty five dollars, mine, thirty five dollars. Yep, that's how it is. That's how it's played. That's how it's played. Um, so I'm sure that there won't be any people that give Trump any credit for this, right? Uh, let me just tell you, the black Barack Obama didn't try at all to free the white Otto Warmbier in North Korea. Now did he? He didn't do that now. Oh, but Trump is the absolute worst. Yeah. Where are the haters? I just want to know. Everybody and their mother asking. Anyway. Um, Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott. Very excited. These guys are back on a plane to Los Angeles. Uh, he said the matter has been resolved to the satisfaction of the Chinese authorities. Again, shoplifting. They were in Shanghai to play Georgia Tech, their season opening game. Of course, they didn't play because they were locked up. Um, Larry Scott thanked President Trump, the White House, the State Department for their efforts in resolving what uh, he called the incident with authorities in Hangzhou, China. Uh, He indicated the UCLA made significant efforts on behalf of its three players as well. Of course they did. They should have, right? Um, Now, I wonder what Steph Curry and uh, LeBron James, two Major freaking dopes that think President Trump, of course, is racist. After uh, LeBron James said to President Trump on Twitter, you bum. You bum. Wondering if LeBron will say anything about this. Like, nice job, President Trump. Probably not. Same thing with Steph Curry. 917 on KNST AM 790. I just had to get that in. It's very important. What? What are you looking at? Yeah, a couple of calls about this guy. Uh, oh, that's a wrong turn. Yeah, at, at the border. Yeah, yeah, and he had a gun, and he wanted to turn around, and they kept him locked up there for a long, for long, a long time. Yeah, and, he, yeah. Yeah, and Obama couldn't get him out. But China bows to they bow to Trump. What do they call him? Like Super Super Don or something? No, Don Donald the Great. They called him Donald the Great. Yeah, the the crowd, everything. They called him. They loved him over there because <clears throat> he gets deals done. They're not dealing with an idiot. That's the problem. That is the thing now. They realize this. They're not dealing with an idiot. All right, 880-KNST, 880-5678. You can uh, chime in if you'd like. Uh, More examples of racist Trump, obviously, helping out uh, make sure three black men don't stay in Chinese prisons 
for years doing hard labor. I mean, oh, what a what a piece of work. Um, got it. And also, you'd hit pound two fifty on your phone when the prompt comes up. What do you want to talk to? When it goes beep, you say Garrett Lewis. That's all you got to do. Pound two fifty. Get right in as well. We'll continue. We have your reaction and also. Uh, did you know that desks in colleges are hostile to students? Well, fat students. That's what one prof says. We'll get to it coming up. KNST AIM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. I like this song. 923. Thank you for hanging out. Sorry, I'm tweeting and I'm Facebooking as this is all happening. I'm uh, going to be 88 today. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it, please. Uh, and you'll see the things that I put up there. By the way, uh, right now, just to give you a live play-by-play, and we're not going to carry it because it's crazy, but uh, it just, it, it sp- really quick, it sparked a thought in my mind. I'll get to the college story. Uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, a.k.a. Crazy Lady is now questioning Attorney General Jeff Sessions. And it made me think, all these members of Congress that are now calling, mostly Republicans, by the way, that are calling for Judge Moore to drop out, if these idiots are calling for Judge Moore to drop out but have never said Sheila Jackson Lee should not be here because she's out of her freaking mind, she needs to get out of here too, then you can't take them seriously. Like, that lady is a complete buffoon. You can't get any more stupid than that. She is. Out of all the crazy things that she has done, and I've read the stories too, she's like a tyrant to her staff. She makes them, she wakes them up at two in the morning, go get me garlic. There's a whole big story. And uh, these are the Washington Post, the Washington Times, one of those. Oh yeah, you can Google it. Whole big story about how she basically tormented her staff. She's an out of control moron. Complaining again about not black enough named hurricanes. They're not Afrocentric enough. Oh yeah. And all this, oh, just. Go get me garlic. Let, oh Yeah. <laughs> And last week, blaming the guns for the shootings and not the people. I mean, she, so if these idiots are out there, Paul Ryan, the rest of them, Paul Ryan, oh, I think Judge Moore should drop out. Based on these random allegations that can't be proven, really? No court of law? But you have actual evidence that Sheila Jackson Lee is an idiot, and you don't say she needs to go. I mean, of course they can't do it. And they'd never do it, by the way, because it'd be racist. That's the thing. Imagine if Judge Moore was black. Nobody would say a word. No, 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 Clarence no, no. Thomas? Well, okay. But the Republicans wouldn't do it. Who prosecuted that? That was the Democrats trying to just take him down. Wasn't it What's-Her-Face? Uh, what, what, what? Uh, what? Madeline Albright? No. What are you talking about? Who, uh... Are you bothering me? What? Ah, Everyone's bothering me. Sorry. Stop bothering me. I'm stop bothering What's going on? I don't know. I lost my train of thought. And of course you did. Derailed! So, uh, there's a story that I found. Janet Napolitano. Yes, Jane App. What about her? You're talking about Janet Reno. Janet Reno. Janet, Jane. Jane. They all have something in common. Neapolitan... So there's a story uh, from Campus Reform. And I saw the headline and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Now you're ready for this? Do you know what is uh, is terrible for students? This is the headline. A PhD, Heather Brown, University of North Carolina, Charlotte. I'll just tell you this. University of North Carolina, Charlotte. She's the executive director of a research institute at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. 
And she recently argued that small desks cause a hostile physical environment to fat students. I'm not making up this stuff. I'm not making it up. Small desks. Does anybody purposely buy small desks? What is she going to come out next? You know, skin-tight jeans are a hostile, hostile physical environment to fat students. No kidding. Wow. That kind of depends on what side of town you're on. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can't make up this stuff. She heads the Women and Girls Research Alliance at University of North Carolina, Charlotte. She She published an article. Uh, it's in the new issue of the Fat Studies Journal. I swear to God, there's a Fat Studies Journal. It's called at the web tandfonline.com. What is it, tall and fat? What is this? What, is this back to school? <laughs> I'm, I'm mad because I'm tall. I'm, I'm fat and short. There you go. <laughs> Thornton Mellon? What's going on? <laughs> so there's an actual thing. You see it right there? T, no, T and F. T and F. Oh. T and F online.com. Uh, so she published an article there at Fat Studies in the journal called There's Always Stomach on the Table and I Gotta Write Physical Space and Learning in Fat College Women. I swear, that's what's coming up? Yeah, Area Studies, Behavioral Sciences, it's right there. Browse by your specialist. Which one am I going I don't for? know. Who cares? But I'm doing this story first. Just, hang on, hang Just on. Just search it. So, so it says fat. here, okay. for her fat. research, Brown interviewed 13 fat women in college, ultimately finding that classroom design and furniture, especially two small desks, not only make fat, uh, fat women feel unwanted, but also perpetuate thin privilege and fat hatred. So there you go. Apparently, if you have trouble fitting in a desk and it's nobody's fault uh, but your own, and you can be whatever you want. Should there be a certain number of larger desks and smaller desks? I mean, a desk is a desk. Isn't it based on the average size? See, that's the thing, the average size. Okay. Uh, Carrie, one student that Brown interviewed, lamented that she felt self-conscious in classes because of the size of the desk, saying, I can't help thinking about it. And then it would turn into, like, maybe if I lose 10 pounds, then I wouldn't look so fat in this desk. I swear to God, you know, maybe if I lose 10 pounds, I wouldn't look so fat in these pants or these jeans or these shorts or this skirt. That, that You'd have for anything. Now we're attacking desks? Later, Carrie told the researcher, Heather Brown, she was too distracted in her, class, in her classes to focus. My God, I really, and again, of course it would be uncomfortable. Nobody forced you to be fat, but they're not going to make desks that people just literally fall out of if they're not fat. My thyroid made me fat. Go get it fixed. I don't know. What do you want from me? Sometimes. A sandwich? (laughs) Sometimes this Carrie, this fat student named Carrie, said, it's just like, do I look okay in this shirt? What if someone's looking at me weird? So now it's the shirt. What if I don't look good in this shirt? What if this shirt makes my arms look fat? There are many women that think that. What do you want? Now Now it's all based on the freaking desks? It's based on the de- the desks are making them uncomfortable. It's hostile. The desk so the desks make them hostile. The shirts make them hostile. Other people's eyeballs make them hostile. Other people make them hostile. It's their own self conscious. You know what? If you're fat, love it. Who cares? Do whatever makes you happy. That's the problem. What they're hitting the buffet two times a week. <laughs> hey Gary, does this desk make me look fat? No, it's your it's yourself. <laughs> it's your stomach. And your man boobs. It's the fact that you went out and had a lot of food at lunch every day. That's what? You keep having potatoes. I like them. But they didn't do it. I don't care. 
One second. One second. So, to fight this, this Heather Brown argues, he's the researcher, that colleges, quote, must make attempts to alleviate the damage a hostile physical environment causes to fat women learners. Yes, alleviate the damage a hostile physical environment causes to fat women learners. Adding, this could be done by renovating classrooms with differently sized chairs and tables. Again, I have to kowtow to make you happy. You shouldn't change yourself. I will change just to make you happy. You know what? You didn't win first place or second place. Let me give you a ribbon for seventh place. Just to make you happy. Yeah. She warns, though, colleges must be careful during the renovations because they could inadvertently make the situation worse, such as by implementing a fat chair or just a few seating options for fat students. And this could further damage fat students' self-esteem. So there you go. So if you have like 10 fat chairs, who do you think is going to sit in them? What, I mean, what solves this? Only, them, only themselves, if they are not happy with themselves, they must solve it. It's not the college's fault. What if a skinny person takes the fat chair? You're being racist now. Well, no, but that's the thing. It's like, I didn't think you were fat. I'm just taking the chair because I thought it'd be comfortable. Oh, you're oh, appropriating I, culture? I didn't assume this would be for you just because you're fat because I didn't look at you that way. Yes, I'm appropriating your fat culture. Maybe maybe they need couches instead. Oh, God. This is what's happening. Okay, fine. Yeah, 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 real quick. Real quick. Dave, welcome to KNST. Hello. Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure the fat students create more of a hostile environment to the small dicks than the other way around. Oh, there you have it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Like I joked around on the show, do you remember what was it, like seven months ago when those maniacs, or eight months ago or nine months ago, were having a uh, protest downtown about the deportations? And you had that fat lady. In the thong? Uh, yes. She was like being dragged out of the street. She was blocking traffic. The police just picked her up. And, and then she started going, ah, you're hurting me. And they let her, they, they just put her down gently on the ground. And she acted as if she was still being held. She was rolling around. You could see her pants going down because her pants were being, I mean, it was a hostile environment for her pants. They couldn't stay up. And then obviously you see this thong. And I said, oh, my God, do you know what the thong was thinking right there? You know what the thong was saying? It was saying this. <laughs> trying to hold together so it was very hostile the thong i have more on this story coming up in six hostile to my eyes yes 932 here's the latest on kndst fuck ah yes 941 what's happening ah this is the guy hang on there's another guy questioning uh, another idiot another guy questioning Jeff Sessions right now. And this is really stupid, but I just want to point out again how dumb people are. Hank Johnson, this is the guy that asked if we have too many troops on Guam, it'll tip over. There's actually audio of that. You could actually get it. Yeah. yeah. You've heard Let it. Let me go find it. So again, more idiots. They all want Roy Moore to step aside based on allegations of whatever, you know, of serious things, but who knows if it's true or not. Is It all seems to be a big setup, but you have Sheila Jackson Lee and Hank Johnson, another idiot, and John Conyers all want to do his job. Oh, they'll ask questions. They're all dumb as hell. Anyway, whatever. I know it's frustrating, isn't it? It is frustrating. Um, so that's that's nice. Uh, Jeff Sessions on Roy Moore accusers. Oh, well, first three things I think you need to know. Number one, Jeff Sessions is testifying, but the big news is Jeff Sessions yesterday said, I uh, went out to Fox News, he is having senior investigators uh, look into the Republicans' concerns about Hillary Clinton, Uranium One, uh, the Clinton Foundation getting paid off, the issues involving all this stuff, and he's leaving a door open on special counsel. Finally! Finally! That's what I want. Second thing that I think you need to know, 
uh, Roy Moore's fifth accuser came forward and said uh, he signed my yearbook. He said, I don't know who she is. She goes, he knows who I am because he signed my yearbook. I mean, what 16-year-old doesn't want a um, deputy county attorney to sign her yearbook, especially when she finds him like creepy and stuff? Yeah, sign it. She was flattered by it. We have the sound bites. It literally makes no sense. And as a woman called up an hour and a half ago said, how does a woman who's waiting for her boyfriend to pick her up from work randomly go into this other guy's car without telling her boyfriend, there's no cell phones, and then as soon as she got out of his car, out of, out of sessions, I'm sorry, out of uh, Moore's car after she claimed that he sexually harassed her, how does she not be hysterical and tell anybody about this after, you know, seconds and minutes later her boyfriend picks her up? It just makes no sense. Third thing I think you need to know is that Jeff Flake said he'd rather vote for a Democrat, support the Democrat, than vote for Roy Moore, which is everything you need to know about Jeff Flake. Uh, most of the establishment, uh, Paul Ryan has come out and said he needs to drop out. It's really, it's really crazy, isn't it? Three things that I think you need to know. We'll get back to the, um, we'll get back to the story in just a second on the, uh, the apparently desks are hostile to fat college learners. We'll get to that. First, throw me up over there real quick. This is Sheila Jackson Lee, um, talking about, well, you'll, you'll hear this stuff. Uh, she asked Jeff Sessions about Roy Moore. Go. And what does Jeff Sessions say about the accusers? Listen, here we go. All of your intentions. That's exactly correct. I, I thank you so very much. Uh, I took the liberty of reviewing federal crimes against children, particularly those dealing with sexual or physical abuse. As you well know, Lee Kaufman, Wendy Miller, Debbie Watson Gibson, uh, Gloria Thacker Deason and Beverly Young Nelson, these young women, have accused uh, this individual, Judge Moore, who is running for a federal office, the United States Senate, of child sexual activity. Do you believe these young women? I am, uh, have no reason to doubt these young women. Yeah, and with that go. in mind, if you there believe you these go. young women, do you believe Judge Moore should be seated uh, in the Senate if he wins, and would you introduce investigations by the DOJ regarding his actions? We will inval uh, evaluate every case as to whether or not it should be uh, investigated. This kind of case would normally be a state case. Uh, I would say, uh, Representative uh, uh, Jackson Lee, that the uh, ethics people at the Department of Justice and I've talked to them about that when this campaign started. It's the seat I used to hold. They advised me that the Attorney General should not be involved in this campaign. I have Thank friends you. in the campaign. Thank you, Thank you. Yeah. Ethics people. Can't be involved. He can't be involved in anything. But anyway, he has no reason to doubt. Of course he's going to say that, though, right? He has no reason... To say, to say that I mean, he can't say, if he says he doubts them, then he's a, he's a sexist pig. That's where we are in society now. You jerk. Of course, Hillary doubts all the uh, women that Bill uh, sexually assaulted, and it's praised, and it's okay. I'm going to drag a dollar bill through a trailer park, and this is what you get. That's what James Carville said. You never know. Oh, yeah. Whatever. It's just frustrating. Just hold the course. Hold the course, Roy Moore. I don't know if he did or he didn't do it. But this just looks like a big big hit job. And my, my BS meter goes up when the swamp of the establishment wants them to drop out. Because they have a lot of money and a lot of power on the line. They don't want to lose power. 
And they're willing to do this. They're willing to trash a guy and destroy him, even if it's their own party. They'd rather have a Democrat be involved and win and keep the borders open and keep Obamacare and all that other stuff. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work that needs to be done. All right, back to the story about desks being hostile environments for fat learners in college. There was a study done, a uh, survey, and it was a, an article published in, again, the fat, issue, fat Studies, a new issue of Fat Studies by Heather Brown, heading the Women and Girls Research Alliance at University of North Carolina, Charlotte. She interviewed 13 women. Uh, why just women, by the way? Are fat men not self-conscious? Anyway. Well, she's in charge of a chick study program, whatever. So she again says that you have to watch out. Colleges should make uh, attempts to alleviate the damage a hostile physical environment causes to fat women learners. And part of that is desks that are too small. So they need to make some desks that are, do some renovations that make it easier and more comfortable for fat people. But then you can't do too much because if you have like fat chairs, it would just then say that these fat chairs are for the fat people and it could further damage their self-esteem. So what the hell's the answer, you idiot? She concludes by calling upon colleges to make a change. Quote, you ready for this? Universities and colleges can mitigate the negative effects of the physical learning environment. Do they have the courage to listen? I don't even know what that means. Make the change. Make what change? No matter what, people's feelings are going to get hurt in your mind. And that happens in life. That happens. So her research was also published in the Politics of Size and the Fat Pedagogy Reader. That's according to her faculty biography. College. College. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, one more college story real quick. A, uh, she appears to be white. Um, the vice chair of the Wisconsin College Democrats. She, I think she's white. She tweeted out last week, I effing hate white men. Vice Chair of the Wisconsin College Democrats. Imagine if somebody said, I hate black men, black people, black this, white, Hispanic, brown, whatever. Imagine. In a previous tweet, this junior Sarah Semrad boasted of tearing down all pro-life Christian pregnancy resource center flyers on campus. And she hates white men. Wow. it's a lot of hate. Racist. Uh, she deleted her uh, her private Twitter account and her Facebook profile as well because people started to say, "Why are you doing this? Oh, you saw it? Oh no! Oh no!" She tweeted and I did like listen. The internet's herpes. Social media's like herpes. It never goes away. She tweeted October 9th of this year. My new bit is tearing down all the pro life Christian pregnancy resource center flyers that they put up around campus to try and trick people. To try to trick people, but whatever. Um, so anyway. She's a Democrat because on her bio, she says, because I believe in strong public schools for all students across Wisconsin. Well, that's smart. So she did that. And of course, it's not that big of a deal because it's only white people being uh, ripped apart. That's just how it is. 9.50. Uh, we have more that I haven't even got to. You know what? Uh, well, the latest Democrat asked about uh, Bob Menendez, who, again, people think there's, it's like their prosecutors think that uh, he did sleep with underage prostitutes while in the Dominican Republic. He's now on trial. Uh, bribery and corruption charges. He was indicted. The jury is deliberating. Uh, we played yesterday a Democrat who said, I, I'm not going to say that if, if he's found guilty, he should step down. Are you kidding me? But Roy Moore found guilty of nothing. 
Throw him to the wolves. Another Democrat talked about Menendez. What do you hear what he said? Coming up in uh, 4, KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk.